0: Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Ow!
1: Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. If you ever miss a portion of the show, you can catch the podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. You can also listen to CerritoLive.com. Listen to all the old episodes keep up to date never miss an episode it also includes cj's podcast he playing hurt podcast what's the topic this week cj andrew's podcast i uh, correcting myself uh what is the topic this week on the podcast cj
2: we tell you guys you guys being in memphis and the rest of the mid-south uh what the grizzlies need to do to make it to the nba finals
1: all right that's good grizz preview grizz preview from cj andrew and while you don't call on- it a preview <laughs> I like previews. Trailer? Is it a trailer? Boom. This season. That's what you should have just done the whole time. This should season. have with our movie theater voices yeah, do
2: it. and explosions in the background. I agree. That's what we'll do next time. Next time. All right,
1: we're about to play Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360 That's 360 We have got two passes to the Indie Memphis Film Festival, CJ, go ahead and tell them this is—we got uh, to hype this up. Uh, the prize today uh, for Hang Up and Listen is, is one of our best prizes uh, of all time. Definitely one of the best prizes of the year because the value is two hundred dollars.
2: The winner of Hang Up and Listen will receive 2 count them, 'em, two—movie passes to the Indie Memphis Film Festival.
1: There you go. So those passes uh, valued at $100 each. You can go to all of the films at uh, Indie Memphis that you want to go to. We're going to preview Indie Memphis a little bit later on uh, in this hour with Greg Akers and Executive Director Ryan Watt. Uh, they'll join us following Hang Up and Listen. This portion of the show is being brought to you by, this entire hour brought to you by the Indie Memphis Film Fest, which is November 3rd through the 10th. Happening in downtown and in midtown. Check out IndieMemphis.com to look at the entire lineup. We've told you about uh, The Keepers already. That's the documentary about the Memphis Zoo Keepers. We'll tell you about other films happening at the Indie Memphis Film Festival and why you should plan to go. Uh, That's later on this hour before we cast Vanilla Gorilla in a movie. Tiger Superfan, The R, the air guitarist, uh, Vanilla Gorilla. Who we had on the show a couple weeks ago with Bongo Lady, and they performed live, and that video, uh, thanks to some great, great editing by Drew, is online on the Facebook page, also on my Instagram page at Kevin Street. If you want to see Bongo Lady, the air percussionist, performed with Vanilla Gorilla, the air guitarist, together in one place, you can check that out on the Facebook page. But this hour being brought to you by Indie Memphis. It is two weeks away. We'll talk more about Indy Memphis in a minute, but we're going to give away uh, these two passes, two passes, two festival passes, hundred dollar value each. So it's a two hundred dollar value prize. You can see movies all week, uh, every day. You can go see multiple movies. It's this is an awesome, awesome prize. But every week at noon, when the sirens are going off in the suburbs, we turn the show over to you, and you get to decide what we talk about for the next few minutes. We call it Hang Up and Listen. Let's play it now. Listen. Alright, the rules are very simple. You call in the phone number 360-8255. 360-8255. Call in, you say whatever's on your mind. You can ask a question, you can say a comment. It can be about sports. It doesn't have to be about sports. It can be about whatever you want. But you just got to do one thing, and that is in your phone call with the phrase, I'm going to hang up and listen. And if you do so, you will qualify to win the grand prize. The first caller every week on Hang Up and Listening gets $10 to Ease 24-Hour Cafe and $5 to TCBY. Um, That is uh, the country's best yogurt, TCBY. So $10 to Ease and $5 to TCBY goes to the first caller, the best caller getting those Indy Memphis passes. 360-8255 is the phone number. 360-8255. We're going to go to our first caller. George is in G-Town. What's up, George? You're on Hang Up and Listen on Cerrito Live.
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little Grizzlies. First, a shout-out for the Studio Beat dance team. I'm dropping off some folks there now. But uh, Memphis Grizzlies, big game on Wednesday night. Cavaliers, let's get the win. I can't wait to watch that. But as you guys are going to talk about later, um, time to take it that next level uh, and I think looking back at last year and looking how the finals went out the, the Grizzlies were possibly were the second or third best team in the NBA so it's really just a little bit of the tweaks maybe a little better shooting a little better spot defense but I want your guys opinions so I'm going to hang up and listen
1: <clears throat> Alright George thanks that is how it's done George uh, asking about the Grizz. So, the Grizz, we just previewed, it's been about 25 minutes talking with Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. If you missed that, the podcast, of course, will be up. Streetolive.com and on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider later. But, uh, predicting all types of things, I do see it's going to be a good year for the Grizzlies. That's was exciting. You're going into it, it's going to be a good year. But none of the stuff that's happened since the end of the season has made me think that. This year's team is going to be any better than last year's team, right? I mean, what happened last year? You're going to have Mike Conley's going to wear the mask, according to Kevin Leip. He's reporting Conley's going to wear the mask until he's not happy wearing the mask. So that's something the Grizzlies didn't have going to last year, the mask. I do think Brandon Wright, who dominated CJ in high school basketball, is a good addition. It might add something different than Costa Kufos on the team. But then outside of that, Vince Carter is maybe worse than he was last year. Jordan Adams is still not getting any minutes. Jeff Green is still on the team, and we know that didn't really work out very well. The Grizzlies are going to be good enough to win in the playoffs, but there's something. There's nothing that's, that's happened that's made me believe. But as Light pointed out, Jeff Green's contract, tradable contract, especially with all these teams trying to move money around to get Kevin Durant you can trade Jeff Green before February and actually find somebody who can shoot or fit better in this system, then that will be good. Because you're looking, we're running out of time. The clock is ticking on Zebo and Tony Allen as being people who can contribute to this team. Will they be able to do it this year? Yes, they can. But Zebo's production's already been going down. Been going down. And then Tony Allen coming off the bench, is that the right thing? If you can You should start Tony Allen. But he's not going to be starting. And maybe you shouldn't. You gotta. You need to play Jeff Green because he does add something that Tony Allen doesn't.
2: Like, is the uh, somewhat has the ability to shoot the basketball. You think it would be a better lineup with Jeff Green and Matt Barnes out there at the same time playing together?
1: That's been. I mean, it's been brought up just Matt Barnes and uh, to be in the starting lineup. Is uh, I don't know. I really don't know. We were off during the entire Matt Barnes, uh, most recent debacle with Derek Fisher. We were, we we're not on and not able to cover that. And it's very unfortunate. Um, but Matt Barnes has been the, he's been the thing that happened in the offseason that has been very fascinating. But they got Matt Barnes for nothing, pretty much, right? Just, Grizzlies are able to get Matt Barnes for nothing. So if they're able to get somebody else for for not much, maybe the team maybe he can turn around. But we're playing Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360 8255. 360 8255. The winner will get a pair of tickets. Actually, not just tickets, passes to the entire Indie Memphis Film Festival. We're going to go to Mike in Cordova. Mike, what's up? You're on Hang Up and Listen.
0: Well, Greg Marshall on David Loston show predicted Steve Spurry would be the new coach at oh, wow. Central at Central <laughs> Florida. Okay. And uh I have already heard on the radio one time a trivia master said that we couldn't do any better than John Josh Passner for a coach, so I gotta figure out he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that trivia master would be. Uh and the other thing I'd kinda like for Greg Akers, I see where Nashville's getting a a uh, state museum built up there And a performing arts center And I don't know why that has to be A national market they built in Memphis And I'll
1: hang up and listen Alright thank you Mike That is how it's done You can talk about whatever what you, you want Three six zero eighty two fifty five. Now you can take my quotes out of context Mike If you want uh, What I have never said That the Memphis cannot do better Than Josh Pastor Because they can And I've always said they can I've always said I want to see the Pastner rosters With Bruce Pearl as
2: the coach who said he was talking about you? He was just talking about a <laughs> random trivia master. How many trivia masters are in the mid south, Kevin? Gosh, you
1: got to fire Josh at the right time. If you're gonna fire Josh Passner, I'm the only the trivia master. If you're gonna fire Josh Passner. You got to fire him at the right time, and this might be it because you're looking at Ripatino being out of a job, Bruce Pearl willing possibly to jump from the SEC. You've got uh, Damon Stodemeyer on your staff. So there's no... You're not going to hear me say anything close to what Mike was saying that I said at one point in time, but Josh Pastner, Tigers are never going to get anybody better than John Calipari. That's that's true. That's true. They're never going to get anybody better than John Calipari, but the best guy out there I right know is Bruce Pearl, and they've been saying that, and Bruce Pearl, and I'm sorry, Drew, and I know Drew's on the other side of the glass. He is a diehard Tiger fan, and... Bruce Pearl would be so awesome for the University of Memphis basketball program and get it back on track of legitimacy, uh, cheating the right way.
3: <laughs> I'd much rather have Damon Stoudemire at head coach. Damon I, th- be, I think bringing him in as assistant coach is just letting him just take the reins, just like Pastor did after Calipari did.
1: I'm fine. I'm fine. If Damon's the guy who's, who who takes over, that's fine. But but Bruce would bring you this instant like uh, the fan reaction and excitement that he can bring you. And the national respect that he can bring you immediately, uh, and he can win. He can win with players. Like he can win with. He's always been winning with players when he was at Tennessee and now at Auburn. Like he he can. And, and whenever he was in Wisconsin, like he wins with with teams that don't that with players that are not good. Like he takes he takes mediocre players and makes the teams awesome. So what would be Bruce be like if he had uh, the Lawson's? And you know, too bad he can't have Austin Nichols. But I mean, I think Bruce Pearl, as the coach of University of Memphis, I, any year with it, that year where you had Joe, you had Joe, Tarek, and um, Chris Crawford, like that would have been a Sweet 16 team with Bruce Pearl, without question.
3: Probably, I
1: mean. But you don't know the- about Damon. I think that Bruce is a sure thing.
3: He's a sure thing. He is. Like, like you said, he will bring us national success for a couple years, but five years down the road, we're be in national turmoil when he, he gets caught for cheating again.
1: I think he's probably getting better at that. He's right. going he right. to learn how to cheat smarter? <laughs> Maybe. We're playing Hang Up and Listen 360-8255 is the phone number, 360-8255. Call in, talk about whatever you want. Just be sure to end your phone call when I'm going to Hang Up and Listen. The winner of Hang Up and Listen today getting a pair of passes to the Indy Memphis Film Festival happening November 3rd through the 10th. Mike also brought up Steve Spurrier possibly going to Central Florida. I don't know if Steve wants to take that. Like at least, at least he comes and takes takes uh comes the Memphis job if Steve is if, if Steve Spurrier is your Memphis coach. Always, always
2: All right, this is our upset watch music. We have an upset in the making going on right now. CJ, what's up? Funny you say, Steve Spurrier in Central Florida. Central Florida, twenty-one and a half point dogs to Houston. Up seven to ten in the second quarter. Up three in the
1: second quarter. All right, plenty of time left. Undefeated Houston, top twenty-five. Uh, very interesting. We were talking about about Steve Spurrier. <laughs> Central Florida is going to be getting a, a new coach. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't. I can't imagine. Who knows? Stur- Spurrier. If he's got to pick, he's got to pick a good job. Coming out of South Carolina. You don't want to, your last couple years. Central Florida could work, though. I mean, he could make it work. It's Florida. That's his home state for uh, where his most success happened. So, all right, we're playing Hang Up and Listen 360, 82 But it makes you wonder Rick Patino now on the table for basketball, but it, possibly it makes you wonder about, you know, you had to talk about. Who is that guy who can come in and coach, whether it's Memphis basketball or even Memphis football after all this is over? But I say enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride right now as Justin Fuentes, your coach, because who knows? Maybe he comes back. Maybe he comes back. Because if you can guarantee him that, that Memphis is going to get into the Big 12 or whatever at the end of the of the season, then you gotta, you, you could convince point, not the end of the season, but eventually in the future, if you can convince him when the season's over, like, hey, this eventually is going to be a power five job you've got to wait for. it.
2: What if I know... And
1: pay him the money, because Memphis can pay him the money.
2: Pay him, and what if the the entire conference, because the American is doing real well as a conference, what if that conference moves from the group of five to the power five, making the power five power six? I think he'd stay then also. But that can't
1: happen at the end of the year, but you can convince him that that's a possibility, which, which I don't think it is, because there's so much money involved. Like, it's so much money. We got to keep playing We got to keep going. We got to keep rolling. We got a couple guys on hold. We're going to go to Mo in Germantown. Mo, you're on. Hang up and listen.
0: Hello. Yes. I want to kind of pick up on the Grizzly talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been kind of wondering myself on the thing with Tony. Uh, to me, and maybe you might know or, or y'all might because y'all are around the team and the media. Uh, to me, why wouldn't you play Tony? He's our best defender on the wing. Why wouldn't you start him and play him against the other team's top offensive players? Uh, to me, it just doesn't make any sense, you know, to bring him off the bench uh, going against the you know, other team's backups. And we want him going against their main defenders. So I'll hang up the list and maybe you can share some insight.
1: Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mo. That is how it's done. Just call and talk about whatever you want. Just be sure to end your phone call. With them. I'm going to hang up and listen. We do have a couple open phone lines, 360-8255 is the phone number. Moe just kind of, he's broke it down and made it very simple. Got, when you get down to brass tacks, here's how it works in sports, right? Mark, uh, CJ, <laughs> CJ uh, Drew, you guys help me out on this. I'm going to ask you a, a trivia question. So if you... If you're a basketball coach and you're trying to come up with your starting lineup and you look at your team, and you're like, hmm, who should I start? And you're like, okay, do, should I start the person who is the best shooter
2: on the team?
1: Is that a good idea, you think, Probably.
2: I mean, all things considered, you hadn't given me much to work with as a coach. I'm standing here with my clipboard, but yes, I I guess. You want to probably start start the the best shooter. I would probably start the best shooter. Uh,
1: What about the best rebounder? Probably, maybe. You'd, You'd want to. You'd probably want to start the best defensive player too, right? Yeah. Sure. All right. I mean, that's. I mean, most most point. I mean, like it is kind of baffling when you think. Of Tony Allen, one of the best defensive players in the entire NBA, coming off the bench. Why don't you have him guard the best player on the team? Course, again, because he's a liability on offense, is a factor in there, right? Because as you said, if you lay it out one way, it looks obvious. Be you lay it out another way, you can be like, okay, well, he's a liability on offense, but does he make up for it on the defense? If you can shut down the best player on the
2: other team, why don't you just do that? And Tony is is that intangible guy. You can't measure what Tony Allen brings in mere numbers and, t- and statistics. It's that energy. It's that effort. It's the intensity and the lovable nature that is it's the Tony emojis. Allen. The that's why he's the toughest player in, in the NBA, man. You there is no statistics for tough, uh, no statistic for toughness. But Tony Allen is the toughest player in the NBA, according to the GM.
1: Yeah, I mean, the stats back up his defense. But we're playing Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360-8255. Our next caller is Chris in Whitehaven. Chris, you're on Hang Up and Listen. What's up, Chris?
0: Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Uh, i got a question. My question is about the Louisville football. you got a football coach who uh, was fired from his last job for uh, – he had a few issues. Yeah, Rick Pitino who's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, gets caught with a woman in the bathroom somewhere. He has two issues. And now you have a situation where the entire football program seems like they have a, a few sexual issues. At what point does this young, does the, uh, the gentleman who runs their program, uh, who everybody wants and says does a phenomenal job, well, at what point does he start to take some heat? And at what point does Rick Pitino have to sit down? Because, I mean, this athletic program just seems to be in, in a sexual scandal every time you look up. And i uh, just wondering I hang up a listen.
1: All right, good call. Uh, it is... Yeah, you know, there's reasons to be happy if you're a Memphis Tiger fan about the football program. And if you're a Memphis fan, you don't really like Louisville, so you're probably happy that there is chaos In Louisville right now, their football team you think would be good because they get old Bobby P up there from you know former Arkansas coach. They're not looking so hot as the pick. Like, hey, this is the team that gets to jump to the Power 5 before Memphis, right? They left the then Big East right after Memphis joined, and boom, they're playing pretty lousy. Memphis is the better football team. If it was Memphis versus Louisville this year, Memphis... Memphis would be doing pretty pretty well. They, they I would love to see that game. There's so many games you'd love to see in the Memphis football schedule this year. Memphis Louisville being one of them. Uh Memphis Tennessee, Southern Mississippi. You want to see Memphis? <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, why not? They're, you don't want to see the Black and Blue Blue Bowl? No, I mean they they've just fallen off the they've fallen down. Like at least this year like you can beat Tennessee and you would be a little proud about it.
3: Battle of the Bones with the UAB.
1: Uh, sure, I, I'd love to they, have the UAB anytime.
3: They don't even have a football program right
1: now. It's coming back. <laughs> coming back. All right, play hang up and listen. The winner gets uh, two passes to Indy Memphis. That's $200. We've got to keep keep moving. But, man, uh, it is a mess in Louisville. And if you're a Tiger fan, it's you got to think. And that is the risk you take with some of these uh, coaches when you get them. But Memphis right now, at least you got two coaches you can be proud of in, as far as off of the field and off the court and Josh Pastner and Justin Fuente. We're gonna to go to our next caller. Uh Chris is in Mumford. Chris, you're on Hang Up and Listen. What's up, Chris? Hey guys, how's it
4: going? Hey. Uh just real quick. Um yep. I'm yeah, I'm in Mumford, Tennessee. Uh our Mumford Cougars, I think we lost last night, but hey, uh one loss, done really good. Proud of our Mumford Cougars here in Mumford in Tipton County. Uh like I say, every all the Tiger fans, please come support the uh, Memphis Tiger football team. It's great; they're doing awesome. The, uh, the whole city, even out in Tipton County, is the electricity is awesome out here. Uh, everybody's supporting them. When is the last time the football team has been better than the basketball team? So just. Hope we hope for the best for the basketball team, but right now we can't worry about the talk on the radio stations of when it's maybe gone next year. The coach may be gone. Ride it now. Let's enjoy what we have. Ride it and hope for the best in the future. And I just say go Tigers, go Tigers and just don't worry about the future. Uh, whatever happens to the coach, I think we can keep him. Uh, just be thankful that we have a good team right now and they are so fun to watch and I'll hang up and listen.
1: All right, thanks, thanks, Chris. That's a very, very uh, good, very good point. We got to enjoy this moment. I mean, we're enjoying like Memphis football s- scored sixty-six points last night, and how long is it going to be this season before the basketball team scores that many points? Is it going to happen right out of the gate? I don't think so. How many games is it going to be before Memphis basketball scores sixty-six? Not counting exhibitions, I think those were.
3: Could be three or four. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I just don't see be. this team being very
1: good. But uh, as, as, as he said, though, that's, like it's exciting to know that Tipton County is excited about Memphis football. But uh, support this team. The Halloween night, I think it's awesome. Next week, we we are not on, we are not on because Ole Miss is playing in this time slot, but Memphis is playing on Halloween night. Trick or treating in Tiger Lane uh, sounds pretty cool. We're gonna go to our final caller this week on Hang Up and Listen. His name is Bill. He's a nutbusher. on Hang Up and Listen. What's up, Bill?
0: What's up, guys? What's up? First off, let me just throw this out. Uh, I think this season is going to be surprising basketball-wise for the Tigers. I think this team is going to play harder for Josh Passer than any team he's ever had is. But let me focus on the football team. No doubt, riding this, this success, and I don't think, you know, we need to focus on the negative of whether if Justin is going to leave or not. As a previous caller said, I mean, the state of Tennessee, and I know people in East Tennessee, all they do is they talk to me about Memphis and how it's doing. People are proud of Memphis. I don't know why everybody, thinks everybody hates Memphis. They're proud of Memphis. They know what Jesse Flint. They, they've heard of him. They know he's a good coach. They know this team is playing well. They know they've got a Heisman contender and and links. They know this team is exciting to watch. And I think ride to success, and I do think provide stability in the program, Give Dresden whatever he needs to keep him. That gives you the opportunity and the leverage to potentially join a conference in the future. Don't give up. Stay focused. Overpay. Because if you can get 50000 a game, it'll easily pay for his contract. And that was it, guys. Let me hang up and listen.
1: Thanks, Bill. Very passionate call. did hang up and listen this week. Gotta enjoy this moment. I mean, it's just again looking at looking at the tweets last night and and the conversation from national media and just being able to see that here we are going into it's going to be the end of October. Memphis can win next week. We'll be in November and the uh, University of Memphis Tiger football team will be undefeated going it, like in the month of November. Everything lines up to that. They should be Tulane at home next Saturday and you'll be in November with an undefeated Memphis football team and yeah if you can pay Fuente this is the time to step up, this is the time to say hey we're we're serious and you just kind of have to hope that the right job for Fuente goes to somebody else at the end of the year because that's also like he's not gonna want to take a lower job but uh, there will be oodles of jobs with openings at the end of the season
3: Money's not an, uh, not a problem here in Memphis because yeah. Fred Smith has already come out and said that he would match any offer by any other school.
1: Oh, there you go. He did say that?
3: He did. Just think how bad this city would be without Fred Smith and FedEx. Thank God for Fred Smith.
1: Oh, wow, uh, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. That's it for Hang Up and Listen. FanFest, I wonder if you have any live reports from what's going on with this Memphis Tiger Fan Fest. That's the only reason we actually got to talking about Tiger basketball today. If you're just now tuning in, but apparently Fan Fest is happening right now, but nobody nobody knew about it. I don't think anybody's there. It's 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 literally Fan Fest. There is one fan. There is one fan. All right, we'll decide the winner of hang up and listen over the commercial break. When we come back, we will uh, be joined by Greg Akers from the Business Journal. We're going to cast Vanilla Gorilla in a movie. Tiger Super Fan with no shirt on who would play him in a film if you have an idea you can text us at 67129 or you can tweet me at Sarita that's 67129 or tweet me at Sarita when we come back we'll announce the winner of Hang Up and Listen as well and we got a bonus third hour coming up at 1 o'clock from 1 to 2 o'clock we'll tell you why I'm wearing a brassiere at the casino on Thursday and we'll talk wrestling that's all in the third hour but up next Greg Akers you're listening to Sarita Live on Real Sports Talk Sports 56 and 87.7 FM
0: (laughs) Welcome back to Sorito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. All right,
1: we just played Hang Up and Listen. The winner getting uh, two festival passes to Indy Memphis. CJ, tell the listeners who our winner is.
2: The winner of Hang Up and Listen is Mike. Mike, give us a call back.
1: All right. Congratulations to Mike. This hour of the show is being brought to you by Indie Memphis. We are getting excited. Indie Memphis is just a couple of weeks away. And every year before Indie Memphis happens, we like to take a few minutes to preview the festival every year. We are proud uh, media partners with the festival. It's like the third or fourth year. And uh, to help us do that, our buddy, the former. Film and TV editor over there at the Memphis Flyer And the current editor-in-chief of the Memphis Business Journal Greg Akers joins us in studio And he is here now
5: What's up, Akers? What's up, what's up?
1: Uh, Indian Memphis is a couple couple of weeks away
5: It's the greatest time of the year
1: It is a great time of the year and it's bigger and better than ever before. And to help us talk about it uh, today, we're going to be joined by the, I think he's called now, his official title is the Executive Director.
5: I believe that's correct. That yeah.
1: My good friend, the Executive Director of Indie Memphis, Ryan Watt, joins us right now. What's up, Ryan? What's up?
6: Not much. How are you guys doing?
1: What's up? Oh, we're just getting excited for Indie Memphis uh, 2015. I guess we're, what is it, 10 days away? Something like that?
6: Yeah, it's very, very soon. It's a week from Tuesday. November 3rd is the first day.
1: And, well, first let's start off for the people who uh, don't know anything about Indie Memphis. Uh, we got to tell them about it. So, Ryan, I'm pretty <coughs> sure you've been doing that a lot. you probably got a pretty good answer to this question. Your uh,
5: elevator pitch.
1: For those who have never heard of Indie Memphis, go. You're in the elevator with Don Draper. Let's go.
6: Yeah, it's the 18th year of the festival, and we bring in filmmakers from all over the country um, to showcase their films and be in the theater for Q&As and all that, and this year we've expanded to eight days, and uh, so it's the best of independent films from across the country, like Sundance and places like that, and also the best of Memphis, a lot of movies made by Memphians.
1: Okay. And so it's, it's a festival. You can buy. The thing about it is, it's, it's that I always have to tell people, and I like, they've never heard of Indie Memphis. And I try to explain it. There's so many festivals out there in Memphis where you have to know somebody to go to the festival, right? Like, if you're going to go to Barbecue Fest, you need to know somebody. Like, to enjoy, to enjoy a lot of festivals that happen, you need to know somebody. But when it comes to Indie Memphis, you don't got to know anything. You just got to like movies.
6: That's true It's very easy uh, You know I'll just plug IndieMemphis.com You can go Look through our schedule Of over 120 movies um, But yeah You can buy a pass uh, For $100 And do everything Go to the parties Meet the filmmakers We have a bunch of live music As well um, Go to You know Just tons of movies And meet people um, Or you can just Buy individual tickets For $10 Just like you're going to A movie at Malcolm.
5: It's a festival for the people, not for the elite. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what independent filmmaking's all about. These are, uh, you know, people often on shoestring budgets, um, you know, making these movies, and they're thrilled for audiences to come out and see them uh, before they're available on Netflix or in theaters. You're, you're usually the first person to see them. Um, these are the first time these movies have been screened in Memphis. We also show some, I guess, what I'll call prestige movies, you know, movies that will be up for Oscars and awards and stuff, uh, you know, weeks or a month before they're available at Malco.
1: And you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I have a list in front of me the five reasons why Indie Memphis is my favorite festival. And one we've talked about already, which is that you don't have to know somebody to go to it. And, and number two is that you do get these Oscar movies early and you get to see these movies. I saw Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, months before it was out of Memphis, it played at Indie Memphis. So, uh, Ryan, what are the the Oscar buzz movies? And I'll, I'll let Acres uh, talk about this as well, since he's an Oscarologist. Like, what movies are being played at Indie Memphis this year that will probably be up for an Oscar that are not playing uh, throughout the city yet?
6: Yeah, the one for sure is called Carol, which stars Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. It was a big hit at Cannes Film Festival, and um, kind of the story of. Forbidden love between two women in the 1950s. And uh, the production designer, Judy Becker, who's been nominated um, for David O. Russell's movies for an Oscar before for American Hustle and Silver Lining's Playbook and all that, she'll actually be there in the theater uh, introducing the movie and answering questions. Uh, and the other two, real quick, I don't know for sure about Oscars, but definitely big movies that are going to get a lot of buzz are. A movie called Brooklyn, uh, also set in the 1950s, about an Irish immigrant uh, that's supposed to be amazing. And the one that's really cool is Anomalisa, which is a stop-motion animation puppet movie by Charlie Kaufman, the uh, writer of Being John Malkovich and uh, Adaptation, You know, one of, the, one of the most brilliant filmmakers out there, and he made a stop-motion animation movie.
5: And and Brooklyn was written by Nick Hornby, who did High Fidelity and About a Boy and uh, Fever Pitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Animalia looks looks really awesome.
1: Is there anything else, Acres? You see that well, could get Oscar buzz or
5: for sure, Carol. I mean, that's that's the the number one. No, this is
1: not a spinoff of The Walking Dead with the character Carol.
5: Uh, not to my knowledge, no. <laughs> um, that would be a good movie too. All right, but, but this is you know by. Todd Haynes, who did um, uh, Far From Heaven, probably about 10 years ago now, which was just about as good a movie as there's been in the last decade or so. But it, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, Kyle Chandler are also... Big stars
1: I mean, in that one. Big stars, hey, yeah. Oh, Coach Taylor's in this
5: movie? Yeah, Co- <laughs> is. yeah Coach Taylor.
1: And, and Carol Lussell is playing twice. You have two opportunities to see that during during the festival.
5: And then, you know, on the documentary side, one I'm really looking forward to in a perverse way, I guess, is... Called the Look of Silence, which is by the by the guy Joshua Oppenheimer, who did the Active Killing, which came out, um, I guess, last year, maybe the year before, um, no, the year before, uh, but about uh, Indonesian genocide and um, the Active Killing was a just a phenomenal documentary, and this is kind of a follow up and companion piece to that.
1: Always good documentaries there. Tell me, uh, Ryan, about this documentary that involves an Elvis impersonator guy with a mask or something.
6: Yeah, that movie is crazy. I mean, it's one of those things which is amazing. This is true. Um, it's called Orion, The Man Who Would Be King. And that's actually our big closing movie. We're going to show it twice on the final night, November 10th. And uh, it's, yeah, this true story of uh, Sun Records in Nashville. Um, Heard this guy, who sounded just like Elvis, who was trying to be a legitimate singer. He did not want to be an impersonator or anything like that. And uh, Elvis dies, and um, Sun Records concocts this hoax to make him contractually be obligated to play with a mask on and have this new character name and make audiences think that it was Elvis back from the dead or that Elvis had faked his death. And, uh, I mean, they just milked it for all they could, put out seven albums in two years and toured uh, the sold-out audiences. And uh, this British filmmaker from Nottingham, uh, England, made this movie, and she'll be there traveling to Memphis. She'll be be at the premiere. Uh,
1: That sounds awesome. And the other documentary I'm uh, hoping to be able to see is The Keepers, which was uh, shot at the Memphis Zoo.
6: Yeah, well, yes, I'm glad you said that. We just mentioned the closing night movie. So Mm -hmm. Keepers is the opening night movie on November 3rd and it's pretty incredible. I mean, the Memphis Zoo gave uh, two Memphis filmmakers, uh, Julianne Selvage and Sarah K. Larson full access behind the scenes to the zoo. And so you just see what it's like, you know, being on the other side, uh, with the zookeepers and, you know, I mean, it, a lot of it's, you know, there's some, some cute animals and some fun sides of it, but it also shows they have a very dangerous job, and uh, that uh yeah, I mean, it's just it's just amazing to see what it's like to be a zookeeper. You'll, you'll never look at the Memphis Zoo again after going to the, the same after going to this movie.
1: Executive Director of Any Memphis Ryan Watt is joining us as we preview this year's festival, which is a week long.
6: Yes, yeah, we doubled the length. Uh, you know, last year we had so many movies all in one weekend a lot of people were just complaining saying, you yeah, know, I want to see all these other movies, I can't see them at the same time so we basically just stretched it out over eight days, so uh, you have a lot more opportunities to see movies and also um, you know, if, you, if you're if you busy on the weekend, you watch college football like, like me and a lot of people do uh, you know, that way you can still see movies on Tuesday and Monday and Thursday and, and other nights of the week
5: And the, there's a lot of um, really interesting hometown movies um, this year uh, in addition to The Keepers um, like But For The Grace which is Emmanuel Amido's follow up to Orange Mound Tennessee uh, and Farrell uh, Morgan John Fox's um, kind of s- serialized uh, production and then Only Child which I'm really looking forward to which is Brian Perez's next film um, that, I mean th- those are all really big attractions for local filmmakers
6: yeah, and one more I'll throw in is a uh, girl in the woods. Yeah. Um, the actor Jeremy London, a lot of people know from starring in Mallrats or the show Party of Five. Uh, he'll be coming to the festival, and he actually met his wife, his now wife, who's the lead actress of Girl in the Woods, and she'll be there as well. And also Absolutely.
5: starring uh, yep. Charisma Carpenter
6: from Buffy. Exactly from Buffy and Angel. Yeah.
1: There you go, Buffy trivia happening next week at my my trivia nights. Uh, Greg is so excited about Buffy trivia. Uh, okay, so all my other things on my list. These are reasons why I love the the festival. I like it at uh, this festival better than the other one because it's climate controlled. Was <laughs> on my list. Most festivals, like you know, it's, it might rain or it's too cold or it's too hot. Like you know, it's climate controlled at Indy Memphis. You're sitting in a I've n- comfortable I've never thought
6: of that, Kevin. That's a good one. I'm gonna start using that.
1: <laughs> You get to sit down at this festival as well. That's also on my list. Uh, in comfortable chairs. Um, and yeah, supporting the local stuff. It's supporting local, um, the, the, f- My favorite thing to see every year is the local shorts. And you Mm -hmm. go and you watch these very, you know, short films all made by local folks. And you recognize, like, there's always like Drew Smith, the mind your business dentist guy that we all know and love from the Tiger football commercials a couple years ago. But uh, that's always one of my favorite nights um, as well. Just going to watch all of those short films that the local filmmakers worked on. And you have to vote because, like, I like that too. You get to vote, like, when you go, like, you, other festivals, like, You don't necessarily get to vote, but at the end you get to give a grade to what you just watched. So if you hated it, you give a grade. If you loved it, you give a grade.
6: That's right, yeah. you know, Power for the people. Uh, you have to vote <laughs> for the Audience Awards. And uh, Speaking of awards, we just announced last night that Rick Trotter is hosting the awards show. So that's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Oh, wow. I heard he turned down the Academy Awards, so they went with Chris Rock. <laughs> right, yeah. So he, right, he, he yep. turned them down because you guys would not let him do both, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rick Trotter, voice right. of the Grizzlies, as the that's the uh, host of the award survey, that's going to be awesome.
6: Mm-hmm yeah that'll be a lot of fun um and one other thing I, I want to add that we don't really mention enough is that we are maybe the only festival, certainly one of the only in the world that we feature live music in the theater before every movie uh we didn't have it last year we we used to do it and we're bringing it back so you you basically get a free twenty minute concert before every movie, so you're not just you know sitting there staring at a blank wall or something you're 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 hearing live Memphis musicians play.
1: Very cool. Ryan Watts joining us uh talking about Indie Memphis. Greg, uh, any other movies that stick out to you that you're you're circling on your
5: Yeah, um the, you know, the other thing I love that the festival does is revive some some great movies from the past. Um and so I mean Metropolitan screening, um I guess it's the twenty fifth anniversary of that. Uh with Witt Stillman here uh presenting that, uh I think it's gonna be totally awesome. Um And then another one, which I didn't even realize till this morning, uh, when I was kind of preparing for this, was that there's going to be a screening of Chimes at Midnight, um, which was an Orson Welles film, which is now 50 years old, and it's great. I've seen it like on a tiny TV, um, on a VHS, you know, copy, but never, never, certainly never in a theater, you know, kind of a 35 millimeter print and everything. I mean that that is that's a great, great thing to go to.
6: Yeah, it's the 100th uh, year since Orson Welles' birth, and uh, next year will be 400 years from Shakespeare's death. Hmm. And so we thought we'd kind of bring those together with Chimes at Midnight. And uh, we're told this is one of the only, I mean, literally one of just a couple of the only thirty-five original 35 millimeter copies left in the world, and we've got hmm. it uh, shipping to Memphis. Don't
5: drop it.
4: <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna bring it in. uh You know, like in an armed car or something.
1: <laughs> like the like like the grease from dyers You gotta have a nice escort.
6: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, just when you talk about you know older movies, we have two awesome mid- midnight movies. I mean, they actually start at eleven thirty p.m. at Studio, but Phantom of the Paradise, this mm-hmm. crazy movie by Brian De Palma. Um, the actor Garrett Graham, that plays Beef in the movie, will be there. It's kind of like Phantom of the Opera meets Rocky Horror Picture Show. Just this crazy movie, and Saturday night this movie Roar, um, which uh, is Melanie Griffith and her family. They've shot over a decade on their safari land in Africa, and it's just all real animals like lions and tigers uh... mauling people left and right. It's just it's crazy. <laughs> There's so them.
1: many. There's there is a movie for everybody uh, at E.D. Memphis every year, and this year like is no exception. Like I'm looking at the list, I, the one I'm probably looking forward to the most is this Indiana Jones
5: movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: What is it called
6: again? Was it?
5: It's called Raiders.
6: Raiders.
1: And uh, yeah, the, yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Tell people well, about take,
6: this one. Yeah, that's been a big hit on the festival circuit. I mean, it's played almost every festival and it's kind of a local connection. These kids are actually from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. And at ages, ages 11 to 17, they decided to reshoot Raiders of Lost Ark shot for shot. I mean, exactly shot for shot. And uh, then after they were 17, they kind of stopped hanging out together. They went their separate ways. But the, the film got discovered and became a viral hit. And so then as adults, they did a big Kickstarter a few years back to shoot the final scene of the movie they could never complete, which is that big scene with the you know the the airplane and the tarmat. And uh, so this is a documentary of them finishing that movie, and it shows a lot of highlights from their original movie.
5: It's like a real world version of Boyhood.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go.
4: Greg Akers um, says it's a <laughs> Boyhood. Yeah, that's your um, quote in the trailer.
6: Well, and also, Kevin, like, like you said, a movie for everyone. I mean, I think a lot of people have an impression they hear independent films, and they're probably like, oh, that's just a bunch of weird movies or something. And and I'm, I'm kind of proud that we have a lot of weird movies, frankly. They're great. But we also have a lot of what I just call crowd-pleaser movies that I think er- anyone would love. And uh a big one is called Tumble Down, starring Jason Sudeikis. And this is a romantic comedy playing Thursday night, November 5th. And uh I, I think That's the kind of movie I think anyone would enjoy I mean, you know Go out on a date night Go get some dinner downtown And, and check that out and the director will be be coming for that movie as well.
1: I th- those are some of the fa- my favorite ones every year. That you go see some of these movies you've never probably heard of the movie, but you go to it and you're like, oh, I, that guy's in it. That guy's in it. Like there's so many famous people in some of these movies. Like you said, Jason Sudeikis in that one, and it just it's it's, it's just fun. It's fun to to discover things that you maybe it would never see otherwise.
6: Yeah, exactly. And then you know. um, you can ask questions to the director or the actors, you know, about making the movie, and then you go to the after party afterwards, and you know, you have a beer with them and you meet them. I mean, how, you can't do that on Netflix. You know, it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> they don't
1: have that option yet. All right. No. Uh, so, Indie Memphis Film Festival is November third through the tenth, and it's downtown and in Midtown. IndieMemphis is the website you can buy tickets uh, now, buy passes now. I've got to pass. Akers will be there again. We're there every year. We love it. It's it's uh, so so much fun. All right, uh, Ryan, hold on here. We're going to get into our next segment because I know you want to be a part of this. But when Greg Akers joins us in studio, we uh, always like to take a minute to cast a sports star or famous Memphian in a movie. And today we're going to be casting Vanilla Gorilla, the famous Tiger football fan, the air guitarist. So uh, let's get to that now.
0: And now our feature presentation.
1: All right, Greg, you're up first. Who would you cast to play Vanilla Gorilla in a motion picture?
5: Okay, so you have to say the obvious first, which is like on Twitter, like people are saying Hurley from Lost.
1: Right. That's so my first first thing that comes to mind. Right. Yeah.
5: But like Hurley's the guy so, from Lost, he's he's old. He's way too old. And we're talking about a college kid here, like a. Nineteen or twenty mm-hmm. year old so so I'm ejecting Hurley from lost,
1: hey, but come on, like the people on 90210 were like
5: thirty playing <laughs> high schooler. Hurley looks <laughs> ten years older than he really is I mean <laughs> he can't he can't play younger uh so I went much more obscure, um so my number one choice is an actor named Charlie Kuntz who is in c s i cyber he he was in <laughs> Hold on. he was in community. Which I know oh, was is a, he? I'm a yeah, big community fan. He, he played Neil in Community.
1: Oh, Neil in Community is a pretty good... We, we always recommend in this segment, if you're not driving, to pull out your smart <laughs> device and Google these names and look them up on IMDb as
5: we uh, go
1: through. So what was his name again? Charlie Kuntz.
5: Because K- Akers
1: will always find somebody.
5: K-O-O-N-T-Z. I never heard of him until <laughs> I started researching, because I'm not a CSI cyber... Uh, He is, he was really good on, he's
1: good on community.
5: Uh, Okay, so he's he's a good pick. He's my number one. My number two is Jacob Waisaki, who was in Pitch Perfect and then a really, really good indie indie movie from a couple years ago called Terry. Um, And I I think he's, wait, so what's
1: the most famous thing he's done?
5: (laughs) Uh, Well, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect, yeah. Okay.
6: (laughs) He's in a uh, independent film called Fat Kid Rules the World. Yeah. He's the star of that movie.
1: Oh, the title of that seems like uh, a yeah. <laughs> fun movie. Is, that, yeah. is,
5: what is Okay, what's his name again? Jacob Wysocki, W-Y-S-O-C-K-I.
1: Because I saw Pitch Perfect. Was he in Pitch Perfect 2?
5: Uh, no, he was not. Oh, so he's not big enough. I didn't yet. see Pitch Perfect, either of them, so I don't really know what the part is.
1: All right, who else Who you got? You've got always some obscured people in here. Yeah. we got so many of the lo- uh, lost on Twitter. We'll get to the Twitter responses in a minute. You can tweet me at Cerrito or text 67129, the text line, if you know who uh, you think would play it. I know Ryan's got some ideas, I'm sure. Uh,
5: two more. Cl- two more on Acre's list. Clark Duke, who is in Hot, hot Tub Time Machine, The Office, and Oh, Greek. yes. All you brought
1: the list again. This is a good list. This is the guy came in late in the office season, yeah, right?
5: Yeah, he was like an intern. Where's
1: the glasses and the um, and hot touch yeah. time machine?
5: You know, the hard thing about Vanilla gorillas is hair. But you can wig it. with a wig, you know, you have to imagine. And then my last one is Jesse Plemons. He's definitely the most famous of, of these uh, from Friday Night Lights and Breaking Bad and Fargo and The Master. Uh, yeah, guy he's a great was he, actor. what guy was he in those? He was um well in um Breaking Bad he played, I think his name's Todd. Um he he was one of the uh like the Nazis in the last two seasons.
0: Okay, so he's in the last two seasons. But he was in
5: Friday Night Lights. Like I don't well, Give I don't, me that name again. He um uh, Jesse yeah. Plemons. Jesse he's like,
1: the,
6: like the best the best friend in Friday Night Lights, you know. The, oh, Oh like, shucks, guy, you know.
1: Oh yeah 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 no he's out he's not good I know who you're talking about it, um what's yeah 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 I know who you're talking about I don't know, yeah he's not good what's his name in Friday Night Lights what is his name Landry yeah Landry yeah oh geez season two of Friday Night Lights is all I think about when I see him <laughs> season two of Friday Night Lights that season all right so okay so yeah yeah Landry from Friday Night Lights he's not he's not a good pick I'm sorry Acres he's out that's okay you have any, who do you have on your list Ryan you got anybody.
6: Okay, so I went with someone super famous and then someone really obscure. Uh, the super famous one is, uh, Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm.
1: Seth Rogen is good, yeah.
6: <laughs> I thought that he'd be fun. Yes. Uh, the obscure one, I mean, this guy is old, so sorry about the age part of it, but it was the first face that popped in my head. I had to Google forever to find his name. <laughs> his name is Adrian Martinez. And he's someone who's been in, like, you know, 50 different TV show episodes, and he was, like, in a FedEx commercial and a bunch of movies. Uh, he starred in an obscure indie movie called Mail Order Wife. Uh, <laughs> he's just got that, that frizzy hair, you know? That's I don't perfect. Know.
1: He's perfect. He does, he does look the part.
6: Yeah, Adrian Martinez. Anyway, he's just a face I see all the time on shows. He just He's always in, like, one episode of one show, basically.
1: So this <laughs> would be his breakout role playing Vanilla Gorilla.
6: Yes, definitely.
1: <laughs> All right, we're we're casting uh, Tiger, Superfan, the Air Guitarist, Vanilla Gorilla, the R, uh, the guy with no shirt. Who would play him if they made a movie? Uh, I like uh, some of Aker's picks. Clark uh, Duke being one of those. Seth Rogen is good, uh, but I- is he the right guy from like that? Even that group? I don't. I don't even know. Like, do you? Um, do you go with Jonah Hill first?
5: Yeah. yeah. Ah. Except he's he has lost weight. Um and he can gain he, it back and he's he super old.
1: Is he old too? Well yeah. Well I mean, Seth Rogan is, is 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 old. Yeah. But again, we may be you might need somebody to play there's vanilla gorilla, yes he's young, but look, no offense to vanilla gorilla, but he does not look that young. So it's not like we're working like it's not <laughs> like he's like looks like a child. He, he looks like a grown man out there.
5: Jonah Hill's thirty two.
1: And we always have got to cast somebody... Like, you have to consider, like, we don't know how the movie's going to be. Nobody's written the script yet. There could be a part for older Vanilla Gorilla to, like, reminisce yeah. and tell the story at the beginning. So with older Vanilla Gorilla, these guys could play that part, and we just have to get Phil and maybe a lesser-known person for for everything else. This we got. Let's go to some Twitter responses uh, real fast. You guys tell me what you think of these. Uh, Bobby uh, Monahan from Saturday Night Live, um,
5: uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh,
1: came in on Twitter. I was also thinking about that guy. Like I was thinking of like Saturday Night Live cast members. A lot of them, um, over the years, uh, could probably play this role. It's just because it's that type of role. It's such a goofy role that makes you you think of Saturday Night Live. But I think everything else we got on Twitter, people were really going in on the lost mm-hmm. guys, right? Um, I, another good one though, and Cedric pointed this one out on Twitter was. Uh, Jack Black, but he's also too old, right?
5: Yeah. He's like 50. Um, I think they all could play Vanilla Gorilla. What about Josh Gad? Josh Gad. Yeah, Yeah, he's... Oh, yeah.
1: But isn't he the same age
5: Uh, as all these other people? Yeah, pretty much. He's he's older. He's (laughs) 34. 34? Yeah.
1: He could do the voice of Vanilla Gorilla, because isn't he Olaf in (laughs) Frozen movies? He could do the voice of Vanilla Gorilla uh,
5: in the animated movie. Maybe only Vanilla Gorilla can play Vanilla Gorilla.
1: I don't know. These are good, and these are good. These are—I think these are all good—and they make him look younger, right? I think we make it happen. I think we, you know, and we Vanilla Gorilla is good at playing Vanilla Gorilla. He's—he's
5: <laughs> he's perfect.
1: <laughs> Ryan, any chance the Vanilla Gorilla movie will be at Indy Memphis in uh, uh, next year? When we can we make that happen?
6: Yeah, I think I think if they make it with an automatic uh we'll accept we'll pre will pre accept it already.
5: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Memphis filmmakers.
1: It's got a good name. Like his name is just a good name for the movie and everything.
4: Vanilla Gorilla.
5: Yeah. And he does have a real name. He does. Oh.
4: Yeah. But he wasn't born in
5: no. Vanilla Gorilla.
1: Mm mm. It's like Warner Walker Walker
3: Walker Walker Lowry. Walker, I'm Walker sorry. Lowry. He
1: wants Lowry. to be called Vanilla Gorilla. That's what he told us when he was on the show, right?
3: Yeah, I guess. I mean, he likes going by his Twitter name, but he's always Walker. I knew him as Walker before. He's Walker now.
1: Okay. All right. Well, there, I, I like it. I think all of these would be good choices. Do y'all have some over there on the other side of the glass? Who you got?
3: Y'all already took mine, but as a as a fraternity brother of the Vanilla <laughs> Gorilla, would somebody play? Would I be in the movie?
5: Oh, would you be in the
1: movie? Do I get a small
3: part in the movie
5: i don't, I don't know about that I don't what we'll to see. I mean, what have you done that's memorable?
3: <laughs> um, I wrote the story about vanilla gorilla that made the front page of The Daily Houndsman. Oh play reporter well,
1: that's pretty
5: good. You'll probably be
1: recast like with with sexy co ed reporter <laughs> instead of you.
6: Well, I think there'd need to be a big fraternity house scene in the movie. yeah, there right. will
1: be so you could be an extra yeah. <laughs> just an extra. That's all I get. <laughs> unpaid extra. It'll be all right. You can be in it and play yourself.
3: That's the thing. I'll play myself. All right. There's no one better looking than me, so I might as well play myself. Nobody with a worse haircut than you.
1: Okay. Uh, (laughs) I apologize for that was over the line. All right, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Indy Memphis, um, we know it's around the corner. we got to turn it over to to Greg to to say some negative things about Nashville. But anything else you want to tell people about Indy Memphis before you get out of here?
6: Uh, I'm actually in Nashville as we speak. I'll have to listen to that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The last thing I'll say is just uh, we, you know, so we're downtown and in Midtown. So on the weeknights, we're at the New Halloran Center that's right next to the Orpheum, the brand new, amazing venue that is built. And on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're at Circuit Playhouse and Malco Studio on the Square. So you can just go to indiememphis.com, look through the schedule, and get passenger tickets there.
1: Can't wait to get inside that new holler in Center of downtown. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Everybody follow Indie Memphis on social media at Indie Memphis on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, Ryan.
6: No problem. Thanks, guys.
1: That's Ryan Watt in charge, doing a great job running Indie Memphis. Yeah. He is. Taking it to new heights this year. All right, Craig, it is time for you to tell us why uh, we should hate Nashville this month.
2: Hey, what about Nashville? Oh yeah, what about
5: Nashville? Well, let's go burn on Nashville down, set it all aflame. Barbecue those greeds,
0: head made country weak and lame. Burn, burn, Nashville Vegas, cleanse it, rinse its rancid soul. Burn, burn, branch it to make it a big black hole. Yeah! <laughs>
5: All right, what, what do we got? Well, I'm gonna blow your mind this time. All right, good. This is sympathetic to Nashville. What? All why, right. Why does Nashville suck? Because it killed the AMP, a transit system proposed by the mayor Carl Dean, that would connect a poorer and gentrifying part of the of the city in East Nashville with an upscale part, West Nashville. And it got money from Obama, you know, so federal dollars had a lot of support in Nashville. Uh, it was basically a done deal. And then it was killed. And it was killed by the state legislature, which was led by secret uh, PAC money from the Koch brothers, who are billionaires who influence uh, all of our – across the country and who do not live in Nashville. Uh, But their new strategy is to pour money into local issues that they do not like, and one of those being public transportation so uh, Carl Dean, uh, in a really great story, which you should seek out in the Boston Globe, uh, came out a couple weeks ago. He had a um, a quote. He said, I'm not used to having the state come in and try to crush us. And so I was like, well, that's what we often say in Memphis. Uh, right, right, right. right. <laughs> so uh, this time Nashville does suck because they killed the amp, but it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Okay, it's, Since it's the state re- legislature, which is also right. It's
1: Nashville, right? Nashville screwed
5: Nashville. It's a different kind of Nashville,
1: right? Yes, Nashville screwed Nashville, kind of Nashville. Yeah. Right. Yes. Nashville, screw Nashville. So yeah, get that. Yeah, get tweet, retweet that story. I want to see it. I will uh, follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Acres. Look for Greg out at the Indie Memphis Film Festival. Uh, I will be out there. CJ and Drew will all be out there almost every day enjoying great movies and as you can tell we're into our number three already stay tuned we have a three hour show today greg thanks for coming in
5: thanks man it was great
1: uh when we come back i'll tell you why i'm wearing a bra at the casino on thursday and uh we'll talk wrestling after that you'll see to street alive on real sports talk sports 56 and 87.7 fm